Praise the Lord, and this is Pastor Adams, president and founder of Truth Matters Ministries in Atlanta. Thank God once again for you taking time to join this Truth Matters podcast, and we've been going through quite a few very important and spiritual topics dealing with movements such as the Word of Faith, Calvinism, many spiritual constructs such as uh, things such as spiritual warfare, creation principles, inerrancy of scripture, and so many very important topics. And today we're going to be shifting gears and we're going to be getting into more of a social topic, uh, one that resonates and has broad and far-reaching impacts on practically everyone in the world. And we're going to be talking about a very important topic entitled marriage and the family. But before we get into our topic today, we want to just make sure as our custom is, is to pause and pray. Father, we thank you today for another day of life. We stand upon the promise and the assurance that all things work together for the good to them that love you and who were called according to your purpose. Lord, we're ever mindful of the state of affairs in which we find ourselves in this world. We're still in the midst of a pandemic, an epidemic. Here in America alone, we have over 120,000 people who came into 2020 expecting to have a long life, but they're in their grave. They separated and so many of them are in your presence today. And there are so many left behind who are hurting, who are missing them. The sudden and unexpected loss of a loved one is still haunting. It's still a rock of Gibraltar and weight on so many people's hearts and minds and emotions. And God, we just pray that you would be the lifter of their head. You be their comfort and joy today. Those who are sick in their body, those who don't have jobs, those who don't even know how they're going to make ends meet, all of the uncertainty of tomorrow. Lord, you be their strength. Lord, you be their blessed assurance. We know that you are Jehovah Jireh, you are their provider. And Lord God, you says that you would bless and you would meet every need according to your riches and glory. We thank you today that you do that, sir. Let someone's life be changed. Let relationships be restored. Let those who listen to this podcast, let them take a good firm look at their relationships with you, first of all, God. And let them learn and focus on how they can be better husbands and better wives and how they can have stronger marriage relationships. And as we get into this topic today, I believe it's very important that we just systematically look at this. And I I believe this is going to be a great blessing to so many today. We're going to look at just the structure of marriage. And we're going to look at the foundation of this institution called marriage from so many perspectives, but fundamentally, we're going to address this in a biblical, in a spiritual perspective, because Jesus says that if you don't build 
upon your house upon a rock. It's just like building upon the sand and the waves come and they just blow it over. But if you build it upon the rock, which is Christ and his word, it will have stability and endurance. Let's just look at the definition of marriage today. Marriage is the legally or formally recognized union of two people. Very basic stuff, right? People who are partners in a personal relationship. Historic, historically, and in some jurisdictions specifically, it's a union between a man and a woman. And from our perspective, from our biblical perspective, we will be defining it within the sphere and the confines of that description between a man and a woman. It's also seen as a union. It's also synonymous with an alliance, a fusion, a fusing together, an amalgamation, and a combination of things. All of those things speak to what marriage is. And in our listening audience today, it's evident and clear that no matter where you look in the world, whether you're turning on television, whether you're traveling, whether you're going to other countries and you're exposed to other cultures or any social genre, the pervading component is the human species. Yes, you know, there are regions in the world that are famous for a myriad of things such as natural beauty and They may have historic monuments and events. I remember when I was traveling to Japan, I had fallen asleep in the long ride across the ocean. And as we were descending, I believe we were going into Osaka. You know, I looked out of the window and I was just face to face with Mount Fujiyama. It was probably one of the most beautiful sights of my life. And there are so many parts of the world that are famous for natural beauty or historic monuments and events. There are regions that are noted for their architecture. I remember when I was in Germany, I went to Cologne or Cologne, Germany, and I was just overtaken by the Greek Orthodox Church there that just dominated the skyline and you know, all the the beautiful churches or churches, the Olympic Village in Munich in Salzburg, the Wittgenstein Castle, and so many things that so many parts of the world are famous for. Some parts and regions of the world, they're noted for their beautiful climate and maybe even their wildlife, like in the Serengeti of Africa. But the most important and crucial aspects of any society is not all of those things, but it's its people. What makes a social dynamic rich and fruitful and inspiring or even mundane is the people within those cultures. It's the people and how the people are governed and structured. And we know that so many of them are structured by a myriad of forces and external indices. It could be a tradition or maybe the religion that impacts and governs and structures those people. We could be their customs or even current events that are pervading within a society. They could be something like we're going through right now. We're going through a, a COVID-19 pandemic throughout the world with millions of people being affected. That could affect a society or it could be something like political impositions. 
But we do find a thread that weaves consistently in every society and culture. And that consistent thread is what is called the stability of the family unit. You see, we use terms such as nuclear families, meaning a family that is consists of a husband, a wife, a man and a woman, and then them having children. That's the nuclear family. That's the ideal family. That's the family that God predominantly ordained for humankind. And then there are many influences of this unit. And the influences that really impact this unit are central to the development and the success of any society. See, the marriage relationship is key. And it is, it is key to a strong and effective nuclear family. Most people want to have children in a family that's still statistically evident. Most also desire to have a good marriage that is built upon love. And I don't know everyone that's in my listening audience today, but I would venture to say that the vast majority of you want to have a relationship, someone that's built on love, right? You also want it to be built upon trust and caring. What about faith and patience? Aren't those important components of a relationship? If you could have your choice, wouldn't you want it to be built upon patience and kindness? being infused with passion one for another. One that's not fickle and fleeting, but one that is full of endurance. That's built upon peace in the home and in the relationship that is covered by gentleness. Most of you listening would prefer to have a relationship where you're walking together in harmony with someone, right? Where both of you are sacrificing one for another and then equally sharing in the effort and building each other up versus tearing each other down wouldn't that be your preference and then building a secure and wholesome home and having an environment for the family to grow and to thrive and to flourish wouldn't that be your preference i'm pretty sure it would you see, one thing that we we found through research here at Truth Matters Ministry is that in most cultures, marriage occurs at around 22 years old. In the United States, the average is about 28 years old. In Canada, it's around 30. We in America boast of having the best schools. We boast of having the best economy and ethics and we're the land of the free and the home of the brave, and we espouse to having the best spiritual values. But there are some disturbing trends that are currently and actively eroding the foundation in the very fabric of our society and lives. And what is that? It's some alarming trends. I want you to pay attention. When we look at marriage today in America, marriages are decreasing by 50,000 per year. Well, what's, what's so significant about that, Pastor Adams? Well, it's decreasing by 50,000 a year 
despite the fact that we're having about a 2.9 million increase in our population. That's what makes it staggering. What's causing the decrease? We're going to deal with that in our discussion and evaluation and exposition on marriage and the family. Another alarming statistic is there are about 10% of heterosexual couples are not getting married, but they're just living together as social partners. I don't know if you all are from the South, but we have a term for it. It's called just shacking up together. Also, about 5.5 million marriage-age couples are just living together while they're involved in a sexual relationship. There are about 1 million who are of the same sex who are living together in what the Bible describes as a sinful sexual relationship together. Back in 1970, I found this interesting. About 75% of Americans who were at marriage age got married. About 75%. So when you hit that magic number back in 1970s, it was around 22 or 23. 75% of those young men and women, they got married. But as late as 2008, only about 55% of marriage age people actually get married. We see some correlations here, don't we? First of all, it says marriages are decreasing by 50,000 per year, right? So about 20% less people get married now in 2008 than they did in 1970. I want you to pay attention to this. This is very important. And we want to just give you these statistics not to uh, voice an aspersion against marriage or to condemn uh, what's happening within our culture today. But it's important that we see very graphically what's happening to marriage and the family. The Pew Research Center, they bear this out. They said that half of American ages 18 and older were married in 2017, which is down 8% percentage points since 1990. The Pew Report also says that this is because Americans are staying single longer. But the organization didn't weigh in on whether that's by choice to travel and establish a career before getting married or if economic conditions mean life isn't stable enough to get married earlier by necessity. They didn't really give the reason. But we find it alarming that only 63% of U.S. children grow up with their biological parents. The sad fact is that's the lowest in what we call the civilized world. About 60% of custodial fathers were separated and divorced. There are 8 million parents today in America that are paying out $50 billion annually in child support. Why? Because 63% of U.S. children grow up without I mean, excuse me, only 63% of children grow up with their biological parents. 
and 60% of custodial fathers were separated and divorced from their wives. There are over 10 million single mother homes in America. 10 million. What does that mean? Well, that means we have a lot of fatherless homes, don't it? Fatherless homes account for 90% of all of those persons who are homeless and who run away from home. So if you would question the person who you see on the street, whether it's Los Angeles, here in Atlanta, living under the marketplace, living at Hurt Park, living under the bridge on Peachtree, no matter where you find them, if you would ask them, 90% of them would say, well, yeah, I, I, I came from a fatherless home. Those persons who are living in shelters or who are becoming casualties of what we would consider the the pornographic and the sexual trafficking society. If you would ask those girls and men and boys, how did you end up here? Well, I, I came from a fatherless home. See, fatherless homes result in 63% of every suicide in America. We just celebrated Father's Day this past Sunday, and and I want to really just say something so fantastic. We've seen just a huge renaissance of African-American men who are getting involved with their children. Historically, there's been a stereotype and a narrative that African-American men are the major culprits and the major offenders of broken homes in America, but recent data has shown and determined that now we have over 80% of African-American men who are involved with their children. They're taking their children to school and they're taking them shopping in strollers. They have them on their backpacks and they have them in their car seats and they're kissing them on the cheek and they're holding them and they're making sure they have their bottles and they're walking them through the neighborhoods and they're now going to their games and they're involved in their school plays and their recitals and all the things that dads do. There's been a renaissance of involvement from African-American men. Don't get it twisted. The truth matters today. But in spite of that, we have to look at these facts that 85% of those with behavioral problems today They come from fatherless homes. And 75% of all school dropouts, they come from fatherless homes. You see, fatherless homes also account for 85% of all of those who are in prison today. We're in the middle of so many discussions about what is systemic racism. What's the length? What's the height? What's the depth? What are the parameters? What's the root of it? Is it present? Is it genuine? Is it counterfeit? Is it evident? Is it persistent today? We at Truth Matters says, yes, it is. And there are so many factors and coalescing impacts. And there are so many centers of influences that will cause an African-American family or an African-American man to not have perhaps the ideal nuclear relationship within his home. 
and we'll discuss some of those at another date. But the reality is that fatherless homes also account for 71% of those who experiment with drugs. And those girls who are pregnant premaritally, 50% of them come from fatherless homes. This is very disturbing, but I think it's important as we give you data and information to really set the tone and to give us balance as we go into this teaching and this discussion on marriage and the family. Within the secular world, meaning those who don't really believe or subscribe to the Bible or believe in Jesus Christ, their divorce rate is 50%. But among those who confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior, He's the Prince of Peace. He's my comfort. He's my joy. He's my wisdom. He's my guiding light. He's the power to endure. He is my love. He is in all the things that we say about Jesus Christ. Those who go to church and confess to be Christians, we we divorce at 52%. More than those who are in what you would call the godless, atheist, secular world. How is that? What's going on there? I think it's so sad as we look across our social landscape, we see so many people, even those who are presidents, who have sexual relationships with prostitutes. Our current president, even in an interview on a bus, was saying, oh, yeah, I can have any woman I want. I just go up and I just grab them in the private parts. I can just kiss them whenever I want to. They let you do anything you want to because they see you as a celebrity. Having over 15 to 20 women accusing him of sexual improprieties. We see married governors who spend $80,000 a year on prostitutes. Yeah, married governors. We have married senators who've come out in public forums and confessed that they are having homosexual affairs. A pastor out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, came out on Dateline, 60 Minutes national programs and admitted that he had a homosexual relationship with a male prostitute in Denver, Colorado. I just came from Colorado last week and I just drove past his church and I'm not going to mention his name. I believe most of you know who I'm referring to. What's the point? We see a proliferation of pornography and sexual explicit images. They're just invading the lives of our society through the internet and through television and magazines. It's so many things that are bombarding and destroying and that are just impacting marriage and the family. And before we end our podcast today, we want to just let you know that we're going to really dig deep into what is the source of the problems with marriage today? Why are we at a 52 plus percent divorce rate? 
And we're going to be discussing some components of that, which is components such as the lack of submission to God's word is one of the sources of the problems. Another source of the problems in marriage is a lack of knowledge of the purpose and what our roles are in a marriage. Another source of the problems within marriage is the improper criteria in selecting a bride. What's another one, Pastor Adams? It's the lack of commitment to agreements. What are you talking about? What agreements are there? I didn't know there were any agreements. Another one is the lack of friendship in a marriage is one of the great sources of problems in a relationship. The lack of sacrifice. Another one is too much ego, too much conflict and selfishness along with lack of communication. These are the culprits. These are the prongs. These are the sources and the roots of problems in marriages. So today, we just thank you for tuning into this Truth Matters podcast on marriage and the family. And our intent was just to give you just a foundation of what is the status, what is the health, what is the current prognosis for marriage in America. And on our next podcast, we're going to deliver and we're going to share in what we believe is the solution and what's going to allow us to have successful marriages. Until we can get together on our next podcast, we want you to pray for us. We want you to invite your friends. You may have loved ones and relatives and friends who may be having challenges in their marriage relationships. Make sure that you share these podcasts. Have them forward this to them and have them tune in so that they can learn and grow and that their marriages can be strong and more than anything that their marriages can endure and if there it is on shaky turbulent waters it can be salvaged that's our goal today now father we thank you for all things we thank you for everyone who tuned into this podcast lord you let the truth of your word let the truth of your will. Let it get deep roots within the hearts of men. Let it be like cords that's reinforcing and reestablishing relationships. Save those children, God. Rescue those children. Their destinies, God, they're in the hands and they're impacted by the marriage relationship of that mom and dad. I know that you have them in your vision and scope, God. Your word prevails. It does not return void, but it accomplishes the thing that you've sent it to do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.